Thank you for tuning in to Dorm Room Discussions. This is most definitely a podcast for college kids, by college kids. And by the way, we are now on several platforms, not just the Anchor app anymore. We're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on the Stitcher app, we're on the Breaker app. So that means that you literally have no excuse not to listen to this podcast. Of course, I am Thad. And my name is Riley. Yep. And in today's uh, talk, we're going to discuss a little bit about AI. So the inspiration for this episode came from the notorious Joe Rogan podcast where he had Elon Musk on. He smoked a little bit of weed and it was amazing to see that a CEO of his status smoking (laughs) weed. Um, But he was talking about his company Neuralink and I got the inspiration to talk about it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So Riley has an interesting book on the table right now. So I'll just let him explain a little bit of the back scene to that. Yeah, sure. Um, so the book I have in front of us right now that I kind of thought, like, in a spur of the moment, kind of has to deal with AI, but also just kind of has to deal with... The next evolution the, of humans. Right, exactly. Kind of where we're going, or where the author thinks we might go or focus on and things in the 21st century, is called Homo Deus, Deus um, A Brief History of Tomorrow. Um, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced this author's name, his name is Yuval Noah Harari. Harari, not exactly sure. He also uh, wrote a book called *Sapiens*, which is kind of a almost like a previous book to this that kind of notes how humans came to be where they are now. Some of the sorts of key developments that you know we found in the and it talks about the trials that we had to face and things like that. But anyways, yeah, the uh, this book talks a little bit about you know the main goal of humanity in the 21st century is probably going to be increasing its happiness um, um, because over the past, you know, I don't know how many centuries we want to say, let me think, probably 20 or, well, the past few centuries at least, you know, we've been fighting against war, famine, plague, and stuff like that, and we're finally starting to get to the point where we can beat those things. And even though everyone so far isn't benefiting from all of the developments that we've um, that we've um, come to, it's um, we still have a huge amount of people and living in the Western world and in, in in industrialized nations, you know, who are living, you know, lives that are like a thousand times better than people in the past. So, um, pretty much, the author said, "Hey, we we're starting to conquer all those. We've already conquered all those old things." And are still kind of wrapping up the fight against those. So now the next step is to focus on everyone's happiness. And self-improvement. Right, exactly. And become your own god, which mm-hmm. is basically the title. Right, yeah, pretty much just saying, you know, we, we've gotten to the point where we've, we're, you know, manipulating the physical world. And now we're, you know, finally getting to the point where we're starting to tinker with, you know, genetics and you know, cloning and maybe, you know, even with things like uh, the CRISPR process, which I'm not too versed in knowledge on that, but, you know, it's supposed to be a process where it's, you know, it'll allow us to manipulate, you know, human DNA, human human DNA to a large extent and maybe even have, you know, the quote-unquote designer babies where you can decide what your kids' characteristics are going to be even before they're even conceived of. So it's insane. Yeah, it's scary. And then, of course, how to tie this in is another thing, or you know, is that maybe if you know another path that we could go down is uploading our minds into computers. You know, that old 
technological singularity that everybody talks about. So that's kind of how we're or how we tied in this book today. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, it's a little bit of a back scene. Let's talk about uh, Neuralink, Elon Musk's company. I think it's very interesting. He actually said on the podcast that he is not ours, Joe Rogan's. Sorry, but uh, he actually said that he was gonna release something in the next few months. Oh, really? So he didn't discuss what it was, obviously, but he said he was going to release something that pe- most people wouldn't think would be possible hmm. at this time. That's intriguing. Yeah. And I don't know what I'm going to guess. It's uh, so, it's going to be almost something like, you know, you put something in your head and you can search the internet or whatever. I don't know. Not too hip on it, but yeah, he didn't get into the nitty gritty, obviously, but he just said that he's going to launch something with Neuralink here in the next few months. So yeah, so I guess um, a few people in the audience might not be aware of um, Elon Musk's Neuralink, and I must yeah, admit, uh, I myself a lot of people aren't because yeah, right. he doesn't really talk about it at right. all. Right, and I must confess, I myself am not too um, too aware of what Neuralink is or what they do. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just a. There, it's a, it's kind of you know one of Elon's, Elon Musk's several side companies. You know, he mainly focuses on Tesla sure. and uh, SpaceX. But Neuralink is so Elon Musk is uh, you know pretty he's pretty prominent for saying that uh, AI is the biggest threat to humans coming ah, soon. Yeah. You know, sure. So he says the best way to combat that is to give everyone access to you know, some sort of artificial intelligence as a barrier to that. So that way it is not used against us. So he created the company Neuralink. And what Neuralink is doing, or Neuralink are doing, um, is they are working on prototypes to um, basically splice the brain and um, rewire it uh, with, you know, some sort of AI technology. So that way, you know, you can be a superhuman. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, so he basically said it. It. I think I'm gonna. Well, he didn't say this. I'm gonna guess the equivalent. It's gonna be the equivalent of having you know your phone, you know Google search in your sure brain. Sure. And then so. I don't know how familiar you are with the uh, Halo game series, but I'm not. I've played it. Obviously, yeah. you and I have, but so, I don't know the backstory. Yeah. Anymore. Well, and, and that kind of goes to a. a a basic sort of tenant of the first few Halo games. Um, well, um, Halo 1 and Halo 2 as well, and sort of the the latter few missions in the campaign of Halo 3, you have an AI mm-hmm. um, that you or that is pretty much jacked into the back of your character's head, which is the Master Chief, um, who is a, you know, genetically modified super soldier, you know, fighting on the side of humanity against an mm-hmm. evil alliance of, you know, of aliens known as the Covenant. Um, so, yeah, so pretty much for the entirety of the first two games, as well, almost the entirety of the first two games, and then the, the last part of the third game, um, you're fighting alongside an AI. So kind of along those lines, but mm-hmm. I guess not... It's any, not too far off. It's really not. I don't, right. You know. Yeah, except that the, the AI isn't going to be fully aware yet, right, you know, and right. be like fully intelligent. But And I don't... See, I don't even know if it would be a human... Like if we had the AI, you know, in us, I don't even think we would fight. I think... So I think... I feel like if if we have AI, then we we would have robots that are just as equivalent. 
So I think military would go away. You mean... And it would just be robots fighting robots. Oh, I, I see what you mean. Or it would just be 100% cyber warfare. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, so you mean just, you know, taking yeah. humans out of the, the equation. Equation, yeah. Right. I mean, the humans would obviously still control the robots, but like... Right. But I, maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe that's a dumb thing to say, because why would you just have a bunch of robots fight each other? I don't know, but... Yeah, well, and I guess, you know, we've, you know, humans have always fought amongst themselves, and... Mm-hmm. You know, we've all, we've always found some reason to not like somebody else. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, it's in our not, blood, right? It's literally. not inconceivable to say that you know, you know that we won't have you know robots in you know integrated into an army, and maybe even at some point in the future, who knows? You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to make any predictions on it because I'm not well versed in that area, but. You know, maybe we will have full robotic militaries. And like you said, cyber warfare is probably going to be, is obviously already becoming a bigger thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, what with all the, uh, you know, the hacking of the 2016 elections and things like that. Yep. So, I mean, Which, it's by possible. the way, is absurd that we, this is not like a main thing is cyber, you know, cybersecurity. Right. I don't understand why it's not like the most important subject in the U.S. government at this moment. Right. Yeah. But and, whatever. And I mean, and I mean, what was it? Or do you, um, for, we had a teacher in high school. Do you remember our teacher, Mr. Wood from high school? Mm-hmm. I think he ended up, you know, he ended up talking about that, you know, we uh, if if computers got good enough, they could create nanobots and they could uh, mm-hmm. attack humans if they decided yeah. that we're useless or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, or that you know that you know a uh, that like a computer oh, that can yeah, code well, that itself. Cyber war- yeah, or yeah, but just even the basic fact that cyber warfare, you know, is going to become a big part of our century yeah. and stuff oh, yeah. like that yeah. because it's becoming increasingly harder, you know, to, to determine exactly who our enemies are, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So. But yeah, yeah, I can see it definitely going or definitely going that way. But mm-hmm. um, scary stuff. It's, I yeah, I I don't understand why it's not the single most important thing to talk about because literally everything we do has some sort of electronic trace. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. And that can be accessed at any time by anyone in the world if they're good enough at what they do to get into the system. So I don't understand right. why that yeah. is not talked about more. Yeah. And well, and it and. Heck, I could even, you know, see that, you know, maybe it's not even being talked about, but I can, but maybe, you know, the government already has people working on that. It's just they don't want to give anybody. Maybe, any, I hope to God that's the hints. truth. Yeah. Yeah, like any hints, just like, yeah, hey, hope so. we're secret, you know, we're secretly behind the scenes working on it, but, mm-hmm. you know, in order to not attract as much attention or that much attention for as long as possible, they're not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and, it's kind of like the Manhattan Project, right? Exactly, yeah. And and I mean, even then, they had spies and stuff infiltrate the, you know, or you know that were amongst, yeah, you know, those people working with the nukes and stuff like that. Because I think, and and you stuff know, always take, leaks yeah, out. Stuff yeah. Always and I mean, out. take this with a grain of salt. But I think even with the, you know, after the Manhattan Project was said and done, or at least even during it, you know, they had Soviet you know, spies who managed to infiltrate in, mm-hmm. you know, 
and who managed to steal some of the data, which gave them a leg up. And you know, mm-hmm. a few years after they created Sarbama. Yeah. Well, well, or not. <laughs> that, that was probably level, yeah. farther down the line. Yeah, 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 down the line. But you're on the right. Yeah, but yeah, you know. But along those lines, you know, hey, they managed to create their first nuke mm-hmm. three years later. Mm-hmm. So. What a coincidence. Yeah. Hmm. How everybody's just all of a sudden uh, like, okay. creating nuclear weapons just yeah. out of the blue. Right. And I mean, and, you know, that's not to say that, you know, Britain and, you know, at least Britain was trying to, you know, work on it as well alongside the U.S. during World War II. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, hell, even the Nazis were, you know, supposedly working on it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So in order to, but it's just, it just came down to the fact of, you know, who can get there first. Yeah, and then America got there first. We all know the rest of that story. I'm gonna skip over that. Um, and but then, yeah, a few years later, you know, people got their hands on the information, and what do you yeah. know? 1948, Soviets have an A bomb. A few years later, Britain and France have it too. Mm-hmm. But of course, theirs was a leg up based on working with the Americans and the you know and the information that they had at their disposal as well mm-hmm. translate that into the 21st century and you got cyber yeah cyber now, security issues right and so yeah exactly you know people were all i uh, and i bet you you know i you know i could see yeah people again i could see people you know working behind the scenes you know and they're gonna mm-hmm. you know do you know they're gonna try to get as much of it done as fast as they possibly can to get mm-hmm. a leg up on the other countries but inevitably something is likely to get out yeah. You know, and then all it's going to take is, you know, whatever country's agents, however they manage to man or, you know, to get in there and infiltrate it, you know, they'll get that little morsel of information and they'll develop their own systems too. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing how, uh, how much technology, like in- the internet has infiltrated our everyday lives, but at the same time, how fucking vulnerable it is. Right. Like, it is just, like, it is literally, like, you have a big sign that, like, is, like, you're, you might as well have your social security card above your head at 24-7. True. Because it's yeah, basically true. like that, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I totally understand. It's just, you know, yeah, it is scary now, you know, that, yeah, sure, when we first developed computers, hey, the internet's great, and hey, yeah. we have, you know... They didn't, they had like, no idea. I mean, they, they knew it had potential, but they didn't think it had this potential. They thought it was yeah. just going to be a blip in time. Yeah, I, well, and maybe so, you know, and it's just, yeah, it's just crazy to see that it's just, it's permeated everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. You know, you, you just look around, you know, in everyday life, and I mean, even, you know, for those people who still don't have phones, or, you know, who don't have any access to the internet whatsoever except you know they're going to go down to their you know local library or whatever and log into the computer so they can fill out a a job application online Mm -hmm. you know you know even then the internet still touches everybody's lives and and but even more so for the great majority of the population now it's even you know permeating or you know it's even it's even you know expanding outward into you know going to the grocery store. You can tell you can tell people at a at a fucking Walmart, "Hey, I want this 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 and this." Mm-hmm. You know, using an app or a website or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you just tell them when you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And then you and just then, pull right out into a yep. damn space outside and then you have people yeah. who have already gotten the stuff for you in the store and they just mm-hmm. bring it right out. You to delegate you. your time. Exactly. I think that, that I like that part. I like convenience. 
It's right, weird same. because we have so much free time, yet we don't. It's very right. weird. Because, you know, compared to people back then, you know, like my grandpa, you know, that era, you know, he, they would work 14 hours a day. Right. But it's like it's like we have more free time today, but yet we're so busy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't Right. Know. It, and I mean, and I guess, you know, with, you know, increasing complexity, you know, comes, incre- you know, comes, well, I guess on the technology side. And, you know, even with all this streamlining that we're doing, we're still mm-hmm. amassing more and more people you need you know you you're having all these people you know that are having to do these jobs to upkeep these systems and things yeah, like that yeah they're more uh um what do you want to say I'm trying to think of the I'm trying to think of how to describe it they're more based on brain power instead of physical labor yeah right yeah and exactly so yeah you you know you you have just more people mm-hmm. now it's just not you know we're not having to do physical work it's anymore. more focused on ideas so you right, take exactly. your work home with you but it's not like on a piece of paper right, exactly it's in your head right and so yeah so we're still busy mm-hmm. at this but at the same time we're not at we're not as busy in the sense that you know we don't have to put in a lot of people don't have to put in 14 hour work days yeah. anymore doing that and i think work. there's just more like it's free t- like i don't know it's so hard to explain because it's like it's like compared to people back then we do have a lot more free time mm-hmm. but it's i don't know it's yeah, but- true like i've always people have always said we've had more we have more free time nowadays but yet we're so busy and it's true but i can't put my finger on right. how to like i guess explain it it's so here let me let me see if this if this is what you're trying to say see if this helps um we 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 have a lot more free time, but at the same time, well, okay, it's a redele- it's a redelegation of our time, yeah. you know, instead instead of it being focused on you know physically working or something like that, it's we're just filling in the gaps within our schedule that have been freed up because we don't have to do those things anymore. Yeah, we don't you know, have to with, go to the grocery. With other things. We don't have to go to the store to buy the right. laptop. So yeah, with other buy. things. So in other words, we're, we're finding other ways to keep ourselves busy to fill in those mm. gaps. Does that does yeah. that make any yeah. sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, but with all this, yeah, I, I totally understand what you mean. You know, yeah. it's just like, it's it's constantly... You know, yeah, sure. I had, you know, I'm able to sit down and relax more, but I'm also spending more time with technology. Mm-hmm. You know, sitting down to do my college assignments every day, or you know, or something like that, or checking emails and firing it back, or you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, I think it's just it's a redelegation of our time, you know, from other things to you know, things. So yeah, so certainly we have more time to, to actually go out with friends and do stuff like that. But at the same time, some of that time that was freed up is being dedicated towards just other forms of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, There's yeah. a lot more things to do nowadays. Exactly. Exactly. Instead yeah. of just going to the sawmill for Right, twelve, fourteen hours. Right, so yeah, right, yeah, exactly. So we're splitting our time up amongst more things, yeah, rather than just <clears throat> yep. having one one overarching thing, mm-hmm. you know, dominating our lives. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so I guess back on the track of AI and uh, things yeah, like. Sorry, that. that was a bit of a rant, yeah, but it's okay. Context to the yeah, no. conversation, right? Well, no, and it, and it kind of feeds off of that, yeah, you know, because I mean, stuff nowadays is increasingly 
becoming more uh, less reliable, relying, or we don't have to rely on other human beings as much anymore because stuff is becoming more and more of an automatic process. You right, know? right. So like the grocery thing, for instance, you know, I mean, sure. you still have to rely on someone to get your groceries, but you don't have to actually physically go in and get them yourself. Right. Like, you know, via an app, which is a form of mm-hmm. intelligence or whatever, you know, has to calculate what you want. Yeah. Right. And everything. So. But yeah. So yeah, it's just yeah. It, so yeah. Overall, you know, society is definitely trending towards you know more catering to the individual and stuff like that, and that kind of ties into the Homo Deus book where you know everything is becoming more convenient, mm-hmm. and we're having more sorts of entertainment. You know, that's popping up. You know, through the use of technology that's allowing us to become happier and is kind of taking away all of the tedious stuff that, you know, that we used to have to do, you know, and thereby freeing up time to let us, you know, do more of what we want to do mm-hmm. while simultaneously still keeping ourselves busy and working at the same time. So, so I want to get into what the hell is going to happen when you know, we get our, you know, stuff, we get AI in <laughs> yeah, our you brain. Get your implants and stuff. Uh, the, yeah. main thing I, the main thing I'm concerned with is if everybody's a superhuman, is there any competition anymore? True. Because you know how bland of a life that would be to be good at everybody's in an equal caliber? And, like, there's True. no way to, you know, because, I mean, there's no, there's no innovation, you know? Because it's just like, oh, well, I thought of that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean... At the, at the same time, you know, if, if we get so good to where we're able to make ourselves superhuman, and especially through, you know, the use of genetics technology as well, we could potentially, you know, if we end up learning enough about our own, you know, genetics, we could probably just completely get rid of that within our population, the need to compete. Yeah. That's a scary idea as I well. Don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't like that idea. I'm a competitive person. Yeah. I don't want to not have right, not be something to live for. Right, and I and I mean, and that's not to say, of course, that you know that we'll ever do that because who knows? You know, maybe our competitiveness actually won't allow us to do that. You know, in, in the sense of we won't. You know, because we're so competitive just maybe, you know, we'll start focusing. That'll drive us to focus on other things rather than, you know, ever achieving that. But who knows, I guess. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're, I mean, if everybody, you know, is a superhuman, I mean, the Olympics go bye-bye because everybody can sprint 9.69 seconds in 100 meters in 9.69 right. Right. seconds. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah, and and I mean, and especially, you know, with the introduction of AI and stuff like that too, you know, to, you know, to even speed up our, you know, our thinking and our processing power even more than just, you know, using the genetics technology, that would, yeah, that would totally change the world, you know, mm-hmm. because the, the faster you can, the faster you can process things, mm-hmm. you know, may, you know, usually means you can solve problems faster. And then yeah. you start thinking of other problems even faster. And then, you know, it just turns mm-hmm. into a giant snowball effect and yeah. it just keeps going mm-hmm. <laughs> until one day you've and you finally reach that point where it's just like well what do we do now yeah so there is, there would be competition it would just be like 95 percent on ai technology and like five percent on whatever the hell else there is right. to fill the gap right exactly and, and i mean and so that kind of goes into the the homo deus book idea as well 
um, of, you know, once we start, you know, solving all this stuff and start delegating more of, more and more mm-hmm. of our tasks to robotics and AI and technology and stuff like that, you know, the more we start doing that, that actually allows us to free up mm-hmm. our, you know, our time even more and yeah. allow us to focus more on the things that we actually like to do. Mm-hmm. And so a potential solution, actually, and I just kind of thought of this, that comes kind of out of the homo deus idea in that book, is that since we have more time to focus on what we like to do, Mm -hmm. that's where the competition could come in. So rather than trying to think up new ideas and new technologies and stuff like that, humans can just stay stay preoccupied with art or... or, I mean, if people still want to invent things, they probably can do that too. But, you know, you can start, you know, being more preoccupied with video games, with art. You know, if you ever wanted to write a book, you could start doing that, you know. If you had this this great idea to help people, you know, down in sub-Saharan Africa, you could have more time dedicated to putting that, you know. See, I guess use. I was, I just, I, I guess I considered, this is probably an uh, ignorant assumption but i assumed that once ai was you know implanted in our brain mm-hmm. that we would lose interest and in whatever it is like we would lose personality almost and because it's t- it's very touchy depending on the lobe of the brain that it's you know it goes into i don't know how I, I don't know exactly where elon musk was talking about you know splicing but you know mm-hmm. it's, sure and I, and i mean i guess i was assuming that you wouldn't you would lose your personality well and it and it could it could you know, happen but i yeah I, yeah and i'm not as versed as well and you know maybe it is you know, I don't know. It could happen. Or you know, maybe, like you said, if you are, if you want to be an artist, you're Picasso on steroids. Now that you have the AI, right? Exactly. Head. And yeah. I mean, and I mean, even with that, you know, yeah, maybe we, you know, that's not to say that you know people basic, you know, personality traits of people would change definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, because you don't have to worry about all the other stuff anymore. And you're in. It could be true that you mm-hmm. know once you have that, like you said. If you had an, you know, some sort of AI software, you know, in technology, you know, synchronized and, you know, implanted in your brain, yeah, you you probably would lose some aspects of your personality. Mm-hmm. You could also gain some too, though, because I'm a right, big believer yeah. in, like, well, obviously you would gain some, but I mean, like, you would, like, maybe, so maybe, like, if you had, so, like, say one per, a per the person that were hypothetically before. They had AI. They mm-hmm. wanted to be an artist, sure, because you know. So I'm a big proponent of the subconscious mind. I think it fuels a lot of what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, so sure. maybe they wanted to be an artist because they've had painful experiences in their life, and they need to feel it. They need to metaphorically, uh, you know, get that out in their in the world. Sure. sure. So, and then maybe uh, once they get the AI, they're somehow able to overcome the subconscious barriers, yeah. sure. and they want to be a fucking architect. Sure. I mean, still creative, but yeah. just in a different way. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. we. That's what I'm like. Maybe. So, yeah. Who the Who knows? Right. Um, and, and I mean, yeah. And you're right. You know that. Yeah. People would definitely lose. Yeah. Lose a part of the personality. So at the same what I'm. Time. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is, people in, before they might unlock their full. You know who the hell they're supposed to be at their very very sure. Very yeah. Core. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly that would be right. interesting too. Right. And then to go kind of to tie up the the uh, competition thread and the innovation thread, you know, people could still you know compete and rather than you know it just being you know you're competing to sell the next best 
you know, pop or soda or soft drink, whatever the hell mm-hmm. you want to call it. You know, instead of doing that, instead of finding new ways to market things to people, yeah. now you can start, you know, changing that over to you're going to have art competitions. You know, you'll have art competitions. Who's who's the best, mm-hmm. you know, who's the best artist, you know, and mm-hmm. then that drives the innovation. You know, what what's mm-hmm. a new way that I can, you know, wow people, you know, in terms of art or what's a new way, you know, that I can wow people in terms of creating you know, this really aesthetically pleasing building or something like that mm-hmm. to go along with your architect idea and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it could, so innovation could still be there. So you're right that, you know. Depending on depending on if the personality is still intact. Right, If the yeah. AI is implanted. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah, and it all depends on what way it goes. But you're right that, hu- that humans would definitely lose some personality traits at, or they would definitely, you know, they would change fundamentally or we'd mm-hmm. lose, or we would lose innovation mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, there might be a potential to re-channel that in other ways. And, and of course, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. Of course, that something completely unexpected might happen mm-hmm. too, you know, and so... I guess I really don't know. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. The one thing I also was concerned about is if if so we're all superhuman, we can access whatever piece of intelligence we want. Sure. Um IQ itself disappears if you think about it. Sure, yeah. I can see that. You know, because I mean, well, hmm, to a certain extent, it's not as mm-hmm. uh potent as it is now. Yeah, sure, you know, because yeah. I mean, and it's still, in, it's even less relevant than it was, you know, back in the before computers were invented, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, way back when you had to, it was more focused. You had to delegate more brain power to figuring out each step of the process instead yeah, sure. of just googling what the hell you wanted and or watching a YouTube video right. and then you learn it all in five minutes. Sometimes, yeah. right? What we watch on YouTube in five minutes took someone a year to figure out in sure. the fifties and sixties. So I think that. This right here is a very good extension of what AI, because Elon Musk said we're basically cyborgs, if you think about it, because... Right, we have the smartphone. Oh, yeah, yeah. and for those of you who don't know, he just lifted up the smartphone that we're recording on. Yeah, sorry Um, if it audio is weird or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, no, so, yeah, the reason he did that was to indicate, you know, in the conversation right here, you know, that since we have access to smartphones... Yeah, you know we're basically that, cyborgs. It's just right. a, and Elon Musk talks about the the problem, the issue right now facing the reason why smartphones are going to be seen as juveniles because of bandwidth. Mm-hmm. We need more bandwidth, you know, because oh, right. I, I mean this is fast. Like mm-hmm. searching, googling is fast, but why not make it faster? Is basically his thing, right? You know, sure, so, yeah, exactly. And just, go ahead. No, no, go please. Um, no, that's just sorry. <laughs> all right, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. It's all right. It's all right. But yeah, um, but yeah, de- definitely. Yeah, that's another thing is that you know we're you know there's that old I can't remember the name somebody's law or something like that. I I can't remember the guy's name, but that it was named after. But there's that law of you know the you know processors and computers are getting x amount of times faster every you know was it like 10 or 20 years or something mm-hmm. like that you know they're getting you know we're able to fit more and more processing power into tinier and tinier places and so you know when you have that yeah you're definitely going to need more bandwidth mm-hmm. you know if you're going to start transmitting a whole bunch more data you mm-hmm. know that we're 
starting to amass, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. We are going to need. <laughs> guess what? Guess what has a lot of, uh, you know, rapid firing electrical pulses. I'm, the brain. Yeah, I was gonna say educated. <laughs> guess so instead of uh, instead of having your brain, instead of thinking, uh, I need to type this question out on Google and actually having to physically touch the button on Google. Which, by the way, this is very hashtag third world problem. You know, having to press a button to Google something. By gosh, that is a work. Let me tell you. <laughs> but why not just directly connect it to the brain, and then you can just right, think it, and then it zip. pops mm -hmm. up. You right. know. Yeah, and I mean. I, and I mean me being a very avid uh, science fiction reader, mm -hmm. I found that in a lot of recent works of science fiction, that's starting to it's be pretty much the that's a frontier. Big, yeah. Well, no, and that, yeah, exactly. And that's just like a big, you know, you know, thing with the art with the authors is, you know, they have the tech. They're having technologies like that in their stories. Mm -hmm. You know, where you know you you're integrated in with you know everybody into this you know big old information network and you know it it's like because of the implants that you have in your brain mm -hmm. you know you're you have this constant you know hud heads up display in your head mm -hmm. at all times and you can just see it superimposed over your vision or if you're looking you know if you want to know something all you have to do is just you know think of a message mm -hmm. that you want to send to somebody and it's done you want to search something up you think it's done. Yeah. You know, Skype, you can literally Skype in your own head. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like you and can just have a face chat yeah, with someone. Right. Exactly. There. Like that would be insane. Yeah, it's, it's a big, you know, and it's a big thing and that's, you know, but yeah, you're right. You know, you can start using the processing power of the human brain and stuff like that mm -hmm. too. And I think this, I think this, sorry to interrupt you, but I think fine. this, see the concern I have with that though is also the, the uh, lack of human interaction. Oh, sure. You know, yeah, for sure. And also, to tie in virtual reality, you know, if it's if we already have AI in here, who's to say that we can't just have a constant projection of an alternate reality flowing, True. you know, in our head constantly? Sure. Because yeah. you know, there's going to be, you know, obviously mental health. I mean, you're still going to have mental health. I'm going to say so. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to be extremely, uh, you know, like shy or whatever, or mm -hmm. scared or whatever it is. So they're going right. to want to uh, cope with that, and the only way they feel the best way to cope is to pretend right to just cut themselves off from the world right exactly. so I, I wonder what we would be like if that happened and there is no um you know human interaction is not of the utmost importance like face to face i'm not right. just talking you know, right and i mean yeah and i definitely think you know that would be that would be a big thing because i mean a skype calls human interaction but it's not like face to face face to face uh, right like you and i are <laughs> right yeah now. right and i mean yeah and that's just yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I just I'm really curious as to what that does to our psyche, right? Like because human interaction is fundamental to our survival, right? And exactly. it has for been for since you know right. our inception. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly you know why we you know make friends. That's exactly mm -hmm. why we actually gather into groups. Yeah, and, and I mean, and it even goes so far in psycho in psychology to where you know we start. You know, having phenomena like groupthink, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, where... That's what I was just going to say, yeah. the polarization of... Yeah, exactly. So, you, you know, everybody starts gravitating towards a, yeah. a central group right. ideal rather than, right. you know, using their own brain. Oh, because, hey, this is what the group's doing. Mm -hmm. This is what everybody else thinks, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 
you know, and I also feel passionate about this thing, so I'm going to go along with them. Mm-hmm. Or you even have a situation where, oh, this is, you know, I may not want to go with them, mm-hmm. but since they think this is best and for me to not get ridiculed myself, I'm going to go with the group mm-hmm. because that's what the majority wants mm-hmm. and stuff like so that. So I think, yeah, oh my gosh, I just thought of this really crazy rogue idea so sure <laughs> it's, well it's not really rogue it's just an extension of what we, we sure about. Go ahead. so remember you i think it was you were that were you were talking about uh you saw something that explained the polarization of politics in today's world right? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that Tribal, has a lot to do with technology stuff. obviously right because right. you can you right can, yeah, yeah, yeah you can isolate what you yes, watch exactly so yeah, 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 yeah. so what happens with the ai is you can isolate it even more right so sure. that means that there's more there's you know, you have more extreme views. So what would happen, I, I think, is fragment. we would have fragments of different political, you know, views and ties and everything, which sure. is very, like, I mean, it's already that way now, but I right. think it would be even more saturated than what it already is. Sure. Just, yeah. You know, because, I mean, think about it. If you constantly have, you only watch whatever right here in your right. brain, and you, like, project it in your brain because of the AI or whatever, I mean, you're going to, Right. Just like now. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, because I mean, with the phone, you have a little bit of outside contact mm-hmm. with people that aren't like you or disagree with you. Right. But with this AI thing, you can completely shut it out. Right. If you want it. Like, right. If you exactly. want to. You can just be and, stuck in your own little world. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Sure. And I mean, yeah, tech, definitely. And that means that, you know, uh, things like. I hate to say it, school shootings probably would go up even more so, you know, if it's, if it's delegated, if it's more of a, if AI becomes like, you know, more of a public, like not an income based Mm -hmm. thing, which that's another concern, but I'll talk about that in a little bit, but you know, things like that would go up. Violence would surely go up, you know, because yeah, it could be lack of interaction. I mean, they're just, it's like a soda. If you shake a soda and you, you know, and I mean, yeah people are like sodas right so yeah i think one of the biggest questions then with that is you know to what extent would that you know impact our you know our social interactions you know would Mm -hmm. would people start you know you know with increasing tribalism like that you know or you know just completely shutting out anything at all that they don't like Mm -hmm. you know even that would definitely that would definitely happen you know that would and and you know if they you know, if people start doing that, yeah, if people get so extreme that they, you know, the only reason that they come out of their their little worlds is to inflict damage upon real world people that don't agree with them. Well, you wouldn't even have to come out of it is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, if we're all connected to the database, you mm-hmm. could just attack the person on their database, mm-hmm. in the database, you know? Oh, I like, see. you know how you DM someone and call them a sure. bitch or whatever? Well, it'd be the same thing like that, too. You'd mm-hmm. attack them over the interface. Right, you would yeah. actually knock on their door and like punch them or whatever. Right. Well, yeah, it would true. be more along the lines of yeah, that. I, could I would see think. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a total possibility. Yeah. So then yeah. you're looking at what you would look at then there. So to hypothetically go along with what I was saying, you would be looking at individualized cybersecurity insurance. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. And I mean, and, and you know what? That actually opens up a, you know, an avenue there of. Mm-hmm innovation there like yeah. you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. you know that's, so there is competition yeah so there would be competition you know for you <laughs> know along with that it's not as much it'd be focused mainly on technology and not a lot right. of other stuff yeah. yeah i mean yeah one i guess it still kind of would be based on technology with the ai but 
but instead of creating a new technology, you're creating a new way to protect people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you're these are your you know your cyber detectives or your cyber security forces that are you know out there to make sure that they don't or you know to make sure that these people can't access your you know your own personal database and overflow you know your mind with all of these mm-hmm. you know bad messages and then drive you to the point of being insane or something like that yeah so mm-hmm. yeah because i mean we have that now with computers you know you have cybersecurity software but i think it'll be more right. uh potent or whatever you want to oh say. yeah sure um now that they would actually because you know if you think about it, if you have ai in your brain implanted in your brain that means that they can attack your body mm-hmm. they it's, could it's not good they could <laughs> so yeah that's scary dude so and, we're literally talking about when we say a virus like actually a virus yeah like they that can, can kill like yeah they can you mess sick. up your body mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it'd be that'd be messed up dude that's like yeah that's some terrorist like shit a, right a, there. A, if, there, if there's any you know potential sci-fi writers out there there's a good idea for you to write about yeah society you're welcome like we just gave you the idea <laughs> but i have a feeling no that credit riley, needed. i have a feeling that riley's going to start on it after the podcast mm. and he is going to write a really we'll stellar see. book uh, <laughs> i wouldn't say that i don't consider myself a a, a good writer but that's an idea though yeah but that'd be a heck like, of a story that would be messed sure. up but yeah, yeah i mean for sure, you know, there's going to be a whole bunch of new concerns and, you know, and the socialization can definitely be, you know. It'll be a, a singularity thing. for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy, you know. And I mean, yeah. And, you know, to go along with all the, the databases and stuff like that that you're talking about. Or, well, and just the inter, interlinked populations. Mm-hmm. The, one of the most recent books that I was reading, a sci-fi book, mm-hmm. um, deals with... It's called. It's called the uh, the first. Ah, darn it! What do they call the Andromeda Dark series or something like that? So pr- pretty much what it deals with is it it takes you into what was it the twenty one hundred twenty two hundred somewhere within the near future. Mm-hmm. Humanity, you know, goes through a war. Da da da. You know your old classic. You know story of okay hey humanity goes through some sort of catastrophe that unify and now they're out in the stars. You know. And then what was going to end up happening, um, at the very start of the story, they had this group of people who were going to go be, you know, pretty much a delegation or, you know, to the, uh, to the giant, you know, galactic government, which was really more of a, just a decentralized group of, you know, of species, you know, they were going to get, you know, so this group of this group of humans, you know, about a million people living in the in this, you know, giant space habitat that they're going to bring to the center of the galaxy near the black hole mm-hmm. in the center of the galaxy, which is where this galactic government had its head its headquarters or its capital or whatever you want to call it. You know, so they were going to bring this group of people there. There were escorts. You know, they had escorts from another species with them. Um but when they got to the galactic core, they discovered that the um, that the capital of the uh, this giant you know galactic government had been destroyed hmm. um, because they were apparently fighting this other force that was kind of you know against them or something like that. Um, so they found it destroyed. Um, something ended up happening where the human colony slash delegation ship got thrown into the black hole. 
uh, in the center of the galaxy. And then somehow they ended up getting popped out four billion years in the future. Four billion years in the future. Oh, God. So we're talking about about the time that the sun should have went supernova. Right. Yeah, so, and when they pop out, um, the black hole had moved. And, or from the spot that they were in because they ended up getting ejected out of it somehow, even though that's not supposed to be really be possible in real world. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did, and they saw that the black hole had moved and it had gotten substantially bigger. And then they also looked at the sky and noticed that, oh, hey, not, as, not only is there just one galaxy in the sky now, there's two because we have... Uh, at about that time, our galaxy would have been in the middle of it would have merging been with the other one, with, Andro- with right. the Andromeda right, galaxy. Right, right. And so, pretty much the whole idea of the story then is that you know the humans are trying to find you know somewhere to go, mm-hmm. um, and then they meet the new galactic government in quotation marks, you know, of that time period, and pretty much everyone had. Almost every species had uploaded itself into computers as AIs, and they created these giant, you know, superstructures that surrounded stars. And all it is is mainly just AI, and you know, these uploaded conscious, these uploaded consciousnesses, or consciousnesses, however the plural Entities that word is. Consciousness. Yes. Yeah. All these uploaded individuals, you know, within mm-hmm. these computers, and they were just living in their own worlds. And and so, and then the dark part comes in to tie this in with the, you know the attacks on somebody's brain and body. This government of this time period in the story, four billion years in the future, was fighting what they called the Andromeda Dark, which was this. It's supposed to be this giant, you know, collective of AI and emergent an emergent consciousness that happened from. You know, in other words, all these AI and individuals ended up coming together, mm-hmm. and they all and out of all these individuals, one big individual came, an emergent consciousness came out of them, and its main goal was pretty much to consume the the minds of intelligent beings. And pretty much what would happen is if is if it got a hold of a being with electronic circuitry in its head, AI circuitry it would cause them to go insane. Undeniably insane. Because it, that was its main goal, was to just absorb all mind and consciousness, and that's what it would do. It would drive people insane. And so you have the humans, one million humans, in, you know, in a galaxy, which are, mind you, these are actually just civilians, um, with some military personnel completely cut off from their timeline, and their closest allies are these you know, uploaded consciousnesses and, you know, machines surrounding stars, you know, and there's, and they ex- were expected to fight off this giant, you know, collective of, you know, what they call the Andromedan Dark, you know, that, you know, is unimaginably powerful and that's its main goal. So, pretty dark story. Yeah. No very, shit. very interesting Jesus. story. God. Yeah. Very interesting story. So, yeah, for those of you, yeah, who just, Heard that? Just type in like Andromeda and Dark or something like that into into a Google like Andromeda and Dark book. Yeah. And if I can, up. if I can, I may be able to link both Homodeus in that series from yeah. Am- to Amazon mm-hmm. somehow. So yeah. So if so I can figure it out. yeah. So I guess the yeah. So I guess that could be the darker side of AI. You know, 
spanning an entire galaxy and just you know just causing people to go insane. It, it's pretty. It's pretty scary. It's pretty scary stuff. But at the yeah. same time, the you know the benefits are crazy as well. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, so, yeah, sorry about that little bit of a rant there, but that was just yeah. to kind of, you know, paint a little bit of a picture of a dark side of mm-hmm. what could happen. We already painted, I, I think we did a good job of painting the optimistic side of things. I mean, right. being superhuman and everything, but right, definitely focus more on the negative because it's an unknown area, so. Right, yeah, and, and at the same time, you know, it's not to say that we can, you know, it's not to say that we shouldn't try to, you know, go in that direction and see what we find, but course yeah there's no telling what humanity is going to look like once it pops out the other side completely yeah we, we don't know yeah that's just all there is to it mm-hmm. so so with that being said i think we're going to wrap up today's episode hopefully we don't give you any nightmares <laughs> but uh if you have any questions comments concerns anything you want to uh let us know about any future topics you want us to cover uh, follow me on Instagram at Thad Ringwald and DM me and then Riley as well on yep, Instagram. And then mine is Riley Klaus 98 R-I-L-E-Y-K-L-A-U-S and then the number 98. No capitals, no spaces, no underscores. Yep. If you find his account and then you look at his followers, you should be able to find mine because yep. we follow each other. Exactly. Alrighty, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you for tuning in. Bye.